Welcome to the Boyfriends Podcast, where we help you find your circle and, and your man. man. I'm Jared D. King. I am here with Renee. Tony is back. What's up, y'all? It's so nice, so nice to have you back. It's good to be back. Thank you so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also have a special guest with us today. This is Lee Thomas, who is the president of Philly Black Pride. So welcome, Lee. Thanks for having and me. I think you also you brought a special guest with you as I well. I do. She's on the floor right now. <laughs> she, she's going to stay. Stay it's a dog, not a person. Right. <laughs> She's on the floor. She's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. She could also be on the floor. <laughs> uh, so, I want to ask. Uh, I want to start with Tony. What have you been up to? Let us know. I mean, I know everybody has been missing you. Really? Oh my god! A lot of a lot of the TikTok people, at least. I am. Thank y'all. I miss. I have missed y'all too. I actually it's just been an emotional journey for me personally. Um, dealt with a lot of personal things at home, uh, work, and I just had to take some space and time to get my life together. Um, like I told Renee earlier, I'm still not out of the clear, but I am a lot better than I was. Mm -hmm. So I'm good, and I'm glad to be back here. Yeah. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Thank you, uh, Renee. Why don't you give us a little bit of an update? Because we uh, we hadn't seen I hadn't seen you because we were, we were supposed to record last week yeah <laughs> and our schedules got all messed up and yeah. so um so yeah what's been up with you uh, I just helped my uh best friend Tyler move into her new place uh with me honestly I've just been chilling I've been trying to have healthier mornings that has been my biggest thing so I've been waking up at 4 a.m to go to the gym <laughs> Every morning. I could not do no 4 a.m. wake up. <laughs> the, this was the first. The this was actually the first day that I didn't wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm exhausted. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've just been having like a really fun morning routine. Just putting like just prioritizing my mornings just to have a better day. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. You look my hats off to anybody who can wake up that <laughs> early and work out. I can't. I don't know how I do it. I think it's just like. I don't know that I'm doing it until I'm actually at the gym. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired. I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. Consistency. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so as you can see, Melvin and um, Saran. Thank you. <laughs> Melvin and Saran are not Damn, here. forgot his name. <laughs> um, they both had other things going on, uh, but they will be back with us. I can't wait until we get like the whole crew back together. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a fun. I we have to do something extra fun. When we all come back. Yeah. Um, but let me turn it over to our special guest, Lee. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so Philly Black Pride is coming up next weekend. Yes. Okay. It actually starts on Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So um, so yeah, this episode will be airing. Uh, will be aired on Monday. So, okay. yeah, so you guys have a few days to figure out your plans to get down here. I know it's a little bit last minute, but, you know, y'all still need, but why don't you let people know, like, what to expect um, and what they can look forward to? Like, what would be, like, if you had to tell them, like, one of the Morning. many events that you came to, if you can do that, because I know you got what? a bunch of people that you have to um, please. So... I mean, not just one. I can't pick just one because we have a lot of partners, a lot of great nightlife partners. Um, and they all took the time to create some really interesting and fun um, night events as well as a few day events. Um, we have, like, we actually have something um, every day starting on Thursday. There is a special edition karaoke Thursday night at Level Up Bar and Lounge. Nice. Um, oh, so I'll if you're free, stop by. Um, all the events that um, are officially Black Philadelphia Black Pride events are on our website at phillyblackpride.org. So um, if you want to get tickets or pay at the door, all that information is up there. Awesome. But um, I can't choose just one because that's like choosing one. <laughs> well, child. what are you? What are you most excited <laughs> about for yourself? Let's. How about that? Um, just being able to connect. Um, it's been two years. Um, we started uh, two years ago. We created the theme Legally Black, and that was because the organization had reached 21 years. So um, mm. 
So we were kind of saying that we were grown and we had this whole plan. Um, we were going to be at the Cambria downtown and mm. it was going to do like turn the city upside down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I was actually a part of the board. Yes, you were. Like, right, <laughs> right when the, the pandemic hit, <laughs> and then I was just right. like, oh, well, damn. Okay, like, I got that tagline, right. legally black. I love that. <laughs> so the following year, when we thought we would be able to get back, um, we decided to keep legally black, black but uh, at that time, there was a lot of civil and social unrest, so it still resonated mm-hmm. um, with the organization. Um, and here now in 2022, we are still legally black, That's but right. we have mm-hmm. reemerged, um, if you will. And um, we are doing, we're taking it slow. Um, this particular year, you'll see a lot of, I mentioned before, a lot of nightlife and nightlife and day parties and we just want to uh, get people back into the city and feeling comfortable and safe mm-hmm. um, within the CDC guidelines and it looks like you know things are headed in that direction um, we're not looking to get back to normal because we don't even know what that is but right. we're just looking to reemerge into whatever whatever we need to be gotcha okay so. all right well look i mean like everybody's been away like this is like the first philly black pride since 2019 yes so i know mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy yeah oh, yes. uh, i know it's gonna be crazy i wish i could be here actually i'm actually you always what you i think you were going away the year that you were on the board oh my god no <laughs> i think you were i don't think i was <laughs> no i was not because i was planning to do an event Remember? Yeah. So the year that I was on the board, no, I didn't plan. But no, I think what happened, I think it might have been like a, it might have been like a tennis tournament or something like for the, I don't know. I forget what it was, but it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't the same year. It was like something, something came up, but it wouldn't be the whole time. Um, Yeah. Where did I, you had me, you threw me (laughs) off track there with that one. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to be looking forward to that. I'm actually going to be in um, Portugal. Oh, oh, nice. Wow. Next Beautiful. week. So, yeah, it'll be my first time out of the country. I'm looking forward to that. Your first, first time? Or my first, first time. time. Oh, wow. Ooh. So, your um, first stamp. So yeah. You, you've never oh, even been yeah. to Canada? Mm-mm. Or Mexico? No. Oh. Well, I mean, like, group? if you're in America, I feel like those don't really count. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, but, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I might, I think for me, it was always just, like, waiting to go with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the pandemic hit, and it was like, okay, I've waited all these years I might as well have just went myself. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So now I'm like in the mindset of if you don't make it happen, you know. I'm still. Yeah. Oh, so right. you're going by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm going, but I know some friends that are going to be there. Okay. So it just kind of worked out. Like I'm kind of using them as an excuse to kind of like go out there. Right. Um, and so I will have a few days with them. Okay. And then I will have some days by myself as well. So I, I, get, I get the best of both worlds. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why don't we jump into our topic today? Uh, this question is from a viewer, Aaron, uh, is 27 years old. He wanted us to address coming out and being comfortable with your sexuality. Uh, he says, I plan to come out as gay to my friends and family soon. And I wanted to know if I could get assisted on what to expect. Um, so where where do you guys what what would you say to Aaron as far as what to expect when coming out? And then we will definitely weave this into our finding your circle and your man <coughs> mm-hmm. type of situation. Yeah, but I mean I guess just to just mm-hmm. to start off, um what should somebody expect? Maybe maybe Lee, maybe thinking. you can start off but start I, us off this, with this conversation. Okay. Well, I don't think, Aaron, that you can necessarily expect anything because people, um, family, friends, they may surprise you. And I think you have to be true to knowing who your family and friends are. And um, you kind of know what... I guess you can't go into it with any expectations because like I said because they may surprise you but you just have to be open to hearing what whatever the outcome is going to be yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with Lee I feel like um, one Aaron thank you for you know trusting us in order to help th- help you through your journey 
Um, and thank you for being brave enough to go through this process, but you're not alone and we are here for you. Um, I want to say <laughs> it's a huge deal when you when you decide to come out or you decide to present to the world and be able to accept all of me. Mm-hmm. But let me be clear. There's a big difference between acceptance and tolerance. Mm-hmm. Your family, you can still come out and they might not accept you, but they'll tolerate you mm-hmm. because, oh, you're my family. I, listen, I don't accept that you like boys, and but you, you, you're still my son or whoever and you're my household. Mm-hmm. And so be real as about what you're going to get on the back end. Mm-hmm. You might not get full acceptance. Mm-hmm. You might just get tolerance. Yeah. And we tolerate you and that's just... Yeah, I know it's hard to come to terms with that, but it's it's the ugly truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you the ugly truth behind it. And to be honest, it could be worse. And it could be yeah. worse. But um, hopefully, it won't be that for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be really good. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and um, I would say, like in my situation, I came out when I was 17. Um, so I want to say it was like senior year of high school like tail end of high school it was like the last week and I came out I don't know um and of course you know I kind of like it was like one of those things where you know the doorbell rang and my mom was like distracted I said oh by the way I'm bi (laughs) (laughs) you're joking that's how it happened that's how it well, you know, you have to, like, peel the Band-Aid off a little oh. bit. So I came off as, like, <laughs> bye. But was that really honest? No. <laughs> it wasn't. It's the blow. It's lighting the blow, like, oh. But it I'm was bye. his level of comfort. Okay. At, right. at I was like. And sharing. Yeah. You know, I tried to give her a little bit of hope. Mm, that, you know, hope. that was my thinking. <laughs> that was my what? thinking. Okay. Yeah. Crush that hope. Right. And then, like, a few <laughs> days later, I was like, all right, so. <laughs> you, hope to have you, like, you know what it is, though, right? <laughs> Like we so had, what well, not maybe. Um, she was she was okay with it. She was caught off guard, of course, because I got her at like the craziest moment. Like we had a guest coming over, and she was like, "Oh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what to do with this." Ooh. But she kind of gave me like a thumbs up or whatever. So she was cool. <laughs> that was a gamble. It was yeah, a guest coming over. You gonna tell me some stuff like I'm this? I mean, that like, could have been that could went a different way. It could yes. have, but look, you know, like, I mean, whoa. I think I also knew my mom and my dad as well or like mm-hmm. my family like I knew mm-hmm. I think at my core that it wasn't going to be the end of the world type of situation yeah. you know um, I didn't know exactly how they would take it but I haven't necessarily heard any homophobic mm-hmm. rhetoric from mm-hmm. them growing up so mm-hmm. I didn't really think it was going to be quite crazy like that mm-hmm. um, do you think a part of them knew already yeah. I mean talking with my mom now, like she was like, Yeah, like I had I had an idea. It was I feel like parents always do. <coughs> yeah. They say moms always know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean it took my dad a couple of days to actually come to terms with it. But oh, he got over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom said it was a f- I w- it was just a phase and I was like, No, it's not. Mm-hmm. She, she told like, you. Yeah. She, oh, thank you. No, it's a phase. Yeah, she did and I was like, It's not and she was like at that point, she was like, I knew. And I was like, how you know? And she was like, because I'm your mother. Hmm. And that was mm. kind of But the she extent. said it was a phase? Yeah, at first. Oh, interesting. But, but Lee, you're also a little older than us, right? Can uh-huh. so. you say why? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean. <laughs> yes, I am. So even, I don't want to say like culturally, but um. How do I say uh, age-wise? You know, a little older. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not that old. I, I say a little older. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like? Uh, you Gen X? No. No. Millennial? no definitely not. <laughs> no. You're like an older millennial. No, I'm. I think I'm Gen Y. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen. I think. Okay. I don't know what the year. So. Is. I thought it was, okay. But oh, you have. I'll say what. Around that time when you came out, mm-hmm. do you think it was more under the bridge type of thing? Was you were you open to being out, or you kind of? I think. I mean, I so I had or have a natural femininity, and it was because I was raised around a lot of women. Mm-hmm. There were men in my 
like in my life but my grandfather was like the the biggest male role model but he worked a lot mm -hmm. um and then my uncle played basketball like most of my uncle my uncle and my cousins they all played basketball so they were like in and out and so my mom had three best friends including my dad's sister and they all had girls they all everyone had one child and they all had girls and i was the only boy mm -hmm. so that's who i spent most of my time with so it was like one of those things or that conversation where oh that's just my nickname is junior that's just junior and it, it was like that mm -hmm. and and so that's how it was so it was never anything like no one ever said stop doing this or stop doing that but it was just like you know and so when I started telling different family members like as I got older and it was more about me finding a level of comfort for myself Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I what I told them, and because most they all said that they knew, and I said you don't know until I tell you. And so, know. but it was about me discovering my the comfort in myself, mm -hmm. you know. So you know, there's a lot of talk about whether it's appropriate to even say, "Oh, we are we've been knew that." Like when mm -hmm. you come out and they're like, "Oh, child, we already knew that," you know. Like they try to, like people will try to make it light mm -hmm. as opposed to it being such a heavy topic and mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's taken in a way that is almost like dismissive mm -hmm. okay I get what and you're so saying. I'm curious where you guys fall on that range like if somebody were to say that to you when you came out mm -hmm. would you feel kind of like kind of like dissed almost because I feel like, yeah, I can, uh, obviously, I truly don't know because I am straight. Well, you did actually, you told me a story uh, today. Why don't you give us that story first? Um, so I was, uh, so one of my friends who's gay in Massachusetts, uh, he's very flamboyant and very feminine. And so I asked, I was like, well, you know, like, I, f I forget how we got on the topic, but I was just like, did you have to come out to your parents or like to your mom? And she... He was like, no, honestly, I didn't. I feel like she just knew already. Mm -hmm. um, she could just tell, and she, like, we didn't really have, like, a conversation mm -hmm. with it about it. It was just kind of natural, like, mm -hmm. the way that, like, you know, straight people are naturally, like, mm -hmm. you know, straight, I guess. Um, but then I was just like, wow, I wonder what it would be like for straight people to come out. And I was drunk. <laughs> so then I, um, I messaged, I texted my mom coming out to her as a straight person. <laughs> And she got confused because I was coming out. And so she thought that I was, like, saying that I was bisexual or something. And she was like, I knew. I'm like, what do you mean you knew? <laughs> First of all, no, you don't know anything. Oh. I was like, I don't like girls. <laughs> I'm saying that I like men. But you know what? That that brings up something interesting. Um, we, straight people don't dream of coming out and they it's just yeah. it is it is what it is mm -hmm. so why do we have this culture of coming out in this like i'm on center stage now earlier. Mm -hmm. like why does that even have it's, to be a I, thing yeah i was actually saying to jared earlier which is like i really wish that coming out wasn't even like a thing that it was kind of like i, I think that's where people kind of come from when they said like oh i already knew like you didn't have to come out mm. kind of thing but i, but think, I think that's dismissive maybe? i think that is uh from what i've seen before it's a bit of reassurance. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. And it's already hard. It's already very anxiety ridden. Mm -hmm. And so if I said, oh, okay, we already know. I think that's like reassurance type of thing. And it lightens the blow. Yeah. And yeah. it lets you but feel that, a little more comfortable. That applies that the tone is is there. That's, that, that makes you feel like a weight has been lifted. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it can exactly. come across as dismissive mm -hmm. if... If you know somebody says child irony, you know something right? Like, but then there we go. You know, maybe, like, maybe, maybe it's or it's like, like I'm I... waiting. I was just waiting for you. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like I'm waiting for you. Actually, like oh well, you, <laughs> you know, could have told I'm, me. Now I'm the idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I could have been yeah. told you. Um, like it's that kind of right. thing. Maybe it would be. Maybe it's like a little bit better just to say like I kind of had a feeling, but I'm happy that you told me. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's, that's a better thing than saying like oh I knew. And also I think if if someone comes out to you don't ever say um i love you no matter what that's kind of putting <laughs> it and like 
this is like some obstacle that you guys have to get around. Yeah. I hate when people say that to someone who's coming out like, uh, I'll love you no matter what. What do you mean no matter what? <laughs> well, sometimes it is an obstacle for people. Yeah. And some, and some, we're talking about the people on the other end. Like, I'm coming out to you on the other end. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be an obstacle for you to even accept this part mm-hmm. of me. And so sometimes they are navigating how do I support my loved one in your journey mm-hmm. if I don't even agree with it? How do I support you if I'm not in full, you know, um, I might not be, I might not even tolerate it. We talk about the tolerance versus agreement and acceptance. I might not even be with it all together. Mm-hmm. Some people come out and they got kicked out. Mm-hmm. I came out and I got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, and, and I've seen so many horror stories with that. And mm-hmm. so when you say uh, it's an obstacle, sometimes navigating mm-hmm. it is hard. Mm-hmm. What has yeah. been your experience with that, I guess, as far as your family is concerned? Um, personally, I've never had a coming out story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I, like I said before, I always used to play with the girls and think of the boys. Um, I think <laughs> I just I just I just was right. I was always comfortable in my being. Um, I remember one time I was playing with my sister, and we were like close when we were younger. And she had her Barbies, and I had my GI Joes. But I was like, mm, "This is Barbie's boyfriend," and I'm like, "This was my idea of playing with dolls." But yeah, they bought me. No, you a GI Joe? They knew mm-hmm. this is GI Joe. That's Barbie, <laughs> and I always wanted an easy bake oven. When I was a child, <laughs> and they would never. I was like, I want an easy big oven. They would not give me that, and so my sister would usually play with my toys, my roller skates, and the balls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I play her dollhouse, and I, <laughs> it was like they knew, yeah. but I never had to come out. Yeah. But I always gave my family um, moments where they didn't have to feel like they denied me or anything. Mm-hmm. I always had good grades. Um, I didn't give them too much trouble. I was a little bit of a rebel, but for the most part, mm-hmm. I've excelled in stuff I did. You know, I feel like that's another thing for us. Like, we tend to overachieve mm-hmm. to, oh, come over, on, to overcompensate mm-hmm. for the... The name-calling. Yeah, this, it's yeah. like, you know, we're gay, but... Mm-hmm. But I'm smarter than you. We can do, like, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're what, the president of Philly Black Pride. Mm-hmm. You are a medical professional, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Let's break that down. You know, I've written a couple books. I'm trying to do this podcast. (laughs) You're a licensed psychotherapist, Mm -hmm. like, and you've written books. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we we tend to overachieve. We are. That's kind of like like, do the bare minimum. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm a bare minimum gal. But where does that stem from? Where does that come from? (laughs) It's like okay, so. I, for me personally, where I've learned that is like I told myself because I did get bullied when I was younger, um, middle school, a little bit of high school. High school, I knew my tribe, like they knew me and everybody was rooting for me. But it was like I did not want to give anybody the opportunity to tell me no, anybody the opportunity to deny me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I did overshoot. That's why I did excel. That's why I did overachieve because mm-hmm. I got that so much as a young person like mm-hmm. the denial the rejection yeah i'm like okay absolutely not when i'm an adult you nobody can give me the opportunity to tell me no absolutely mm-hmm. not and so i had to be i had to become comfortable with that for myself yeah if that makes sense yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i think you know part of part of part of it for me was kind of uh being in a dynamic with my brother because i know he was just very um mm-hmm. he he and i were very similar but different in a way. Is the one you like? Um, yeah, like he, he was a little bit more outgoing and gregarious, and sometimes a little bit more rebellious. And so I felt like I could not necessarily take that spot because it was already taken. And you know how, like. You know, if it's like two of y'all doing stuff, you both get into more exactly. trouble exactly. as opposed to just one person doing it. It's like, oh, that's just him. Mm-hmm. And this is my good son over here. And so I was trying to play the good son mm-hmm. role um, and trying to balance it out. So, yeah. So but were you doing that subconsciously? Or were you uh, uh, intentional about doing that? Because you didn't want to draw attention to this aspect. Um... Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think it was more of a subconscious thing at mm-hmm. least because I didn't know I didn't know. I mean, I knew I was gay when I was like I want to say 12. 12, 13 is kind of when I started coming to that, that makes awareness. Sense. That's usually when people get like their first 
little little friends. Yeah. Little boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that had always like even before then it had always kind of, it had already been kind of ingrained. Like, my brother and I are close in age. Mm -hmm. He's about a year and a half younger than I am. So I was already kind of in the mindset of, you know, let me not step out of line because the the repercussions would be a little bit harsher than if it were just him or if it were just one of us doing it. Mm. So you're the older brother? Mm -hmm. That just might be an older sibling thing, honestly. You think so? Like, I'm I'm the younger sibling and I'm the wild child. Like, I'm, I am the moment. I am the drama in my family. <laughs> and, and my sister, my older sister, she's so much more like, I'm I'm going to be the good one. I'm going to do everything correctly <laughs> mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that looks crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do but everything see, right. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if you never, if you, if you never like take the good one role, mm -hmm. she never has an outlet. Exactly. For the wild child type oh, of stuff no, that she, did she in may college. want to do. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it takes you. It takes us that much longer to actually get there. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. I feel like. You know, it's only, like, I've only recently gotten to a point where I'm just, like, you know, mm -hmm. breaking out of that. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a little bit different. But I also want to say, like, the reason why um, it's necessary to come out for, for many of us mm -hmm. is that everything is so coded. Like, you the whole thing with the G.I. Joe and the, like, you that's just that kind of ingrained. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I need to wow. come out because you're trying to place me in this box mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. not it's not matching up you know what i'm saying i mean and yeah. i think that it's just different instances like that for for everyone we live in a and i'm not not trying to say that that was necessarily homophobic but i'm just saying like in general we mm -hmm. do live in a homophobic society mm -hmm. and florida. that's just kind of the truth what'd you say florida well there you go <laughs> you know Fucking i mean <laughs> well that, that's not that's not kill all of Florida, but you know, I get what you're saying. But yeah, <laughs> the government. Do you guys think that there's definitely been some changes about you know conforming to gender norms, especially like nowadays? Like not, I, I'm sure the people who are coming out now might be having a bit of a different experience, especially since a lot more people are being comfortable with non-binaries mm -hmm. and you know not really assigning things gender anymore especially with these new parents um that are now having children and you know they're having um interesting gender reveals and they're saying like this is what they're going to be assigned at birth kind of thing but then there are the parents who you know they don't buy gender specific colors and stuff mm -hmm, like that. So mm -hmm. do you think that coming out is going to be getting easier to the point where maybe people don't even have to come out anymore? No. No? <laughs> no. Not I anytime don't. soon. I don't think so. I mean, it's getting better, mm -hmm. but I think it's going to take a while for us to get to the point where we don't even have to just, we don't even have to say it. We can just be who we are and, yeah. you know. As a society, I think we're becoming more progressive um, and we have more access to things than we used to have before. Okay, if you watch or turn on TV, you see, oh, there's a gay couple. Oh, there is a white and a black couple. You know, a white and you know, a mixed couple. It's like it's like you're seeing things that you would have normally seen before. Mm -hmm. You have more exposure now on television, on social media. So it's like you can have more time to process it as opposed to it being a shock value type of thing. You're seeing more exposure and having more access to those type of things. And I guess, I will hope deep down inside with the exposure, you learn how to have more acceptance. Yeah. But the personal theory I have is you're raised to be a specific way. Mm -hmm. I personally believe no children, no child is born racist. Yeah. <coughs> You raise your child to be racist. Mm -hmm. I, you raise your child to have certain norms. Children are naturally loving, and they, they don't they don't know that. When you mm -hmm. come to a child, and a child comes to another child, they they learn how to embrace each other. Mm -hmm. You teach your children certain aspects, and so, I, and this is a whole nother. I don't want to even get into all that, but I think the more we have access and exposure, the mm -hmm. more accepting we can be of certain things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, what you just said kind of reminded me of something because, like, you know, like no children is raised to be homophobic. Nope. Um, and I think my mom kind of. So <laughs> when my when I lived in Boston, like when I was like three years old with my grandma, she had a hair salon in her basement, and she had a bunch of different people come in. I still think about this man to this day, and I hope that I did not scar him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just a little. I was a three year old child. And this man comes in and he's wearing women's clothing. And of course Are you a boy or girl? No. What did you say? I literally just like with all the attitude in the world was like, mm, I ain't never seen no man wearing ladies' clothes. <laughs> and my at mom three years old. at three years old, my mom was like, Oh my god. <laughs> and she was like and she, she was trying to let, and, and it was it was crazy because she was like trying to backtrack and my grandma was like get that girl out of here right now and like my mom my mom had to like sit me down and like have like a whole conversation because she's like how did I raise a homophobe what is this <laughs> part of it some on some level it's a little bit out of um some level it's a little bit out of parents control like yeah you have to almost be there to like react to some of these things mm-hmm. because if you watch TV, like even on children's shows, there mm-hmm. are certain norms that are set. And up I, I th- and I yeah. think that's why my mom had made it like such a big thing to tell me about. Like it was literally from that moment that I mm-hmm. learned what like gay people who like mm-hmm. who gay people are that it was okay if mm-hmm. if women wore men's clothes that it was mm-hmm. okay if women. And my mom was very progressive. Um, she was she mm-hmm. was like some people like. Um, you know, they don't even like, they don't even like want to be a son. They don't want to uh, be a boy. They mm-hmm. want to be a girl mm-hmm. or they, they're born, they're just born different. Everything's fluid. And she like packed that in my mind mm-hmm. for me just to like kind of, to kind of counteract what the entire world was kind of giving off. Mm-hmm. She had to work extra hard to make sure that I, you know, never said anything like that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I'm hope I just, I wish that other parents were kind of like that, just yeah. to counteract. Did your parents kind of go out of their way just to like do certain things like that, or like go out of their way to make you guys feel more comfortable with, you know, being gay, or make pe- or make family members who are maybe not so okay with it be okay? So I mean, my family is from the deep south, from like Alabama, so it's like uh, one of those kind of things where you there's always a uh, like now that mental health is like really big uh, now and, mm-hmm. and being aware of it where growing up you just think that's the crazy uncle or cousin that's mm-hmm. sitting yeah. on the porch mm-hmm. and and so you just learn how to see it and mm-hmm. and see it and and it be okay you, you don't speak on it. it's like one of those because we're also Christian too so mm-hmm. you see it but you don't speak on it um, unless you overhear adults talking about it, and then you mm-hmm. stay out of grown mm-hmm. folks' business right. because it's not—it's not—it's none of your business. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but I mean, my mom was friend. I don't even recall her ever having any gay friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it wasn't exposed in that way, or introduced. I'm sorry, in that way. But I feel like, um, I mean, because. When we talking about um, you, you're talking about your mother and how progressive she is. But as long as there are small, like hick towns that are only mm-hmm. inclusive to, you know, certain That's right. types of people, there's always going to be that that um, that ignorance, yeah. if yeah. you will. And mm-hmm. like, you know, towns are. And, I mean, they're still there where they don't they like the way that it is and. There's no regentrification happening. There's no forward progress happening, and so you you encounter those type of people. I mean, look how many seasons we saw on the real world of the, mm-hmm. of the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's always going to be that element. I think in my family, like we've had, um, I I know of some gay people in my family, but it's like I don't think they've ever said it. It's like we know what the deal is, mm-hmm. but it's like oh, that's just their friend, or that's you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm oh like, God. we know, boo, we know. I'm talking to you. I feel like oh my God, I think that was like my mom's uncle. He was gay, but they always just called my 
uncle's partner just his friend like that's his right. roommate that's old people even you know straight people so this is my friend <laughs> you know that's what they do i don't know why that's my roommate <laughs> <laughs> are we sure once again yes. it lightens the blow it feels mm-hmm. safer if it yeah. like mm. but it's see, like tiptoe it's okay, like so you're, you're exactly. testing the water there's a little yeah. bit of tiptoe it's a little bit of it's a little bit of fakeness to that too to be quite honest yeah. because it's just okay. like just I don't know. I'm I'm from I'm from the idea of say it and deal with it mm-hmm. and let it be what it is. And I guess that's a little bit of a privileged perspective because not everybody can do that safely yeah. and you know no. be, stay in their family mm-hmm. comfortably, you know. Um so I mean I get that. But yeah, like it's it's like people know what it is, but as long as you don't say what it is, mm-hmm. then they're okay with mm-hmm. it. But once you put a name to it, once you come out, once you, you know, make it real, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, oh, hell broke loose, and it's just oh, it yeah. just seems really strange. It's like, okay, so what changed in the two seconds before? Exactly. You know, it's just a little bit strange to me. But oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say for me, as my only concern was my mother knowing and how she felt about it mm-hmm. and once we established that relationship and she was like okay i know because i'm your mother it did to me it didn't matter who else knew or who whispered or because i had to teach my mom some things and she was like one of my cousins asked about me and i was like what'd she say and she was like i didn't say anything i said well the next time they ask you tell them to ask me that's right and and that's what she did and and so you know yeah i i didn't care as long as my mother was fine with it mm-hmm. it didn't matter it was like it, it was a, almost one of those things like it's just me and her against yeah. the world so yeah. it didn't matter i'm in the same mm-hmm. boat mm-hmm. yeah i was like as long as as long as my my mom mm-hmm. i'm like okay we're yeah. good you know um i do want to switch gears a little bit though because okay. this we uh we are kind of talking we Technically, on this show, we try to talk about relationships and um, and friendships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, as far as relationships are concerned, how comfortable do you need to be in your sexuality in order to be in a relationship? Do you need to be super comfortable? <clears throat> do you need to be, you know, the person who uh, is walking down the street holding hands with your man? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what kind of looks you're gonna get, or... I don't always want that. Mm-hmm. It's cute for a moment, for a, a temporary thing, or just a burst, mm-hmm. or you know something sporadic. But that's not the energy I want to always give off. You know, mm-hmm. there are moments when I do appreciate a good PDA, and there are moments when I'm like, okay, like we're just going in the fucking market. Let's just go in and come back out. <laughs> like, like, I'm serious. I'm like, it's like it ain't gonna be all that. It's, it's, it's not. It's just production. Exactly. And, but I know some gay people make it. Some gay people. And you know who you are. <laughs> I know some gay people who make this thing larger than life. Like it should. Like, is it more on. like a political statement almost at that point where it becomes yeah. like a? Be. But why? Why? Uh, but it, it's not that deep. Is I promise you, it's not. For me personally, with my partner, I feel like my partner needs to know who he is. Um, I cannot date somebody who was still in the closet mm-hmm. um, or semi in the closet. Oh, my friends mm-hmm. know about my family now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing to help you transition with your family and help mm-hmm. you work through that? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I come around, oh, I'm just a friend from school. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I've been there Goodness. and it does not. It, uh, and we were living together. Mm. I'm like, okay, so mm. when we go to Christmas, I said, well, who am I again? And then I actually spend a night. I said, well, oh. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping with you in the, in the room. I said, well, who do they think I am? Right. Oh, you're my friend, you know. I met you mm-hmm. in this I was like, mm-hmm. and I dealt with that the for years. The thing is, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're, it's like when you're in a relationship like that and you're out, mm-hmm. it's like you're taking some steps back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yes, that's a exactly hard that's a hard thing to do. And I personally could not do it. I remember. I, I, mm-hmm. I tried it. Yeah, and I, it worked for a several couple years, and then eventually, it was like, no, that's just not who I. I need somebody to be completely comfortable with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be completely comfortable with me. And one, if you date me, I'm not this <laughs> most super masculine guy, and I'm not the most super feminine Get guy. I'm somewhere sad. in the middle, you know. So you have to leaning masculine. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just strictly in the middle. I'm not gonna say leaning. 
I'm not wearing nothing. You know what you get from when you get from me. I'm super bubbly, and sometimes I have super moments like, ow. You know, and then when I'm in the club, it's like, okay, Tony of, gives you boy. You got a lot of ow moments, okay? Right. But when y'all see me in the club, sometimes Tony gives boy. It's like, oh, okay, well, what's going yeah. on here? You and that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lee. I, I, I'm like, no, a fitted, the, a fitted does not. No, no, I'm just saying. But a fitted does not make a make a man. <laughs> I ain't talking about a fit. I okay. did. I fitted. Mm, okay. Well, Lee's well. a gas. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be good. Right. No, no, no. He knows what, he knows what show he came on. He, I, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Go ahead. Do you think it's uh, well? Since I'm the designated older person, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you think the daddy it, of the crew? <laughs> it comes with with, uh, with age that you change your perspective on PDA? I do. I do see more of the younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the teens. It's like, oh my god, I wish I had that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Or wish I could do that when I was younger. It's mm-hmm. like they they live out loud and loving it, mm-hmm. and and that's honorable and it's admirable to see that I'm like okay how did you get there so young mm-hmm. how did you get so comfortable so young because I definitely wasn't and I know a lot of my friends were not like that mm-hmm. growing up so I see it more with the younger generation okay. and so I think it's something like that's I was telling before about the access about the exposure mm-hmm. you're just going to see that with young people now and the whole non-binary thing it's starting early and it's starting it's like damn we didn't have all this when we were growing up i'm like okay yeah we had four or five letters hello lgbt oh and q right and that was it and now i and a i a a plus you know so and even this right now as a gay individual it's still hard for me to come to terms with the whole non-binary thing don't kill me but it's i i'm still trying to wrap my head around it personally for me I live honest. in a box of LGBT right. and kill. So that's just what I grew up on around that time. Right. Mm-hmm. And was, some of my older people who are mm-hmm. way older, they said, oh, we was just living in life. We didn't mm-hmm. even have terms. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, sissy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a sissy. You know, I was living in life. I was like, okay, wow. You know? Yeah. 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 I think as you get more comfortable with just and I think it I mean I think it also comes with age as Mm -hmm. well it's like you get to a point where you're just like I don't care what anybody thinks you know um and I think like for a long time I was very much concerned about like oh I want to make sure that I'm always like looking the right way Mm -hmm. and you know I don't want anybody to have any I don't want anybody to say anything and you know when I was with people it was just very difficult for me to hold hands mm-hmm. uh, or you know share a touch or a hug mm-hmm. or something um, in public right um, but now where I am I'm like you, you can know do that I could I some, <laughs> in, in some instances I mean I'm still like oh, I'm still of, getting there I'm not I'm not completely there because I just have really have a lot of but <laughs> Okay, I mean, I, I don't want to challenge that. I'm just saying. But doesn't PDA... PD, but I'm just trying to understand all these eye rolls. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I understand, you, but I honestly don't see you doing that. But PDA comes like, wow. comes with affection, so you would have to be an affectionate person in order to have a level of PDA. That's what I'm saying. I don't see Jared as an affectionate person. Uh, oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <As you toss. laughs> wow. Okay. Think, okay, not affectionate publicly. I, I think you show you more your affection behind closed doors mm-hmm. and in those intimate I moments. Ki- I kind of get what he's saying. You, okay. you definitely seem more of a... Um, yeah, I don't see you as like a public display of affection kind of person. Mm-hmm. I definitely see you as someone who would like maybe hold hands in public, but... You just seem very reserved. Exactly. Okay. All the time. Well, I mean, I'm not, not like... Not, like, in a bad way. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. see you doing that. It's just that you kind of give off a more reserved... I got it. Um, mm. ...personality, and honestly, I don't like PDA. I hate PDA. Yeah, I mean, like, my thing is not to gay, be super straight, showy. Whatever. Like, I probably would not, you know, tongue <laughs> my person down <laughs> oh, in the middle of the street. No, I, I wouldn't like, do all that. Again, no, I don't... It might be, <laughs> like, a little, you know, a little peck on the lips. I might could do... I could, you know, hold hands, you know, walking down the street for a little bit. I can, I'm not going to hold your hand for a whole 20, 30 minutes. You know, I don't even think anybody would do that. But I'm just like, you know, like, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable now than I was previously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about 
um, doing those types of things. Meaning or having you didn't do those... it at all? No, not in front of, not in front of, because my thing was safety. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want anybody yeah. Yeah. to say anything and then I, you know, end up having a fight or run from somebody or some craziness because, you know, especially like if I'm not, if I'm not in a gay friendly space exactly. or like mm-hmm. a gay friendly um, part of town, then, you know, it's, it's a little bit, because I remember, you know, I was, uh, went on a date with this one guy to the movies and he was like, do you want to hold my hand? And I was like, here? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right <laughs> like going to right the movies, here. like there's families here, like, you know, and that's like sad to think, but, but people, You're people about get your... like crazy, like, yeah. like about, about that kind of thing. And they start looking I mean, at you weird. Riot. And, I mean, you have to think about that, too, because we are also people of color, too. So it's oh, not yeah. just about our right. sex. It's, it's also our our complex, I mean, our skin. Mm-hmm. And so there's layers of, you know, layers of what we have to think about mm-hmm. where we are when we do certain things. Is right. It, is it a weird question to ask if you guys think that sometimes, like, white gay people are more accepted than black gay oh, people? Oh, Definitely. And I think they have more. Uh, they have. They enjoy PDA a lot Ex- more. That, mm-hmm. I was about to say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they do. And I, I think it's more tolerable for them to say. It's like, oh. But you also, I also don't think white gay people, like, it's hard for me to tell people who are gay and white. Like, with black people, it's like, um, oh, sometimes you can tell. I think white people are just, and excuse my white friends out there. I think white people are just like, they live in being gay and fully accepting of all their shit. It's like, oh, sometimes you see white people who are, you would think are straight. You would say, oh, he's straight. And you see a boyfriend come out of nowhere. I'm like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that okay. is true. Because when we went to Tavern, I was like, okay. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, mm. I don't know. I think for them, they it's just an easier process. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go through this whole cold if I could call it cold switching type of thing I didn't mm. think they just it's easier for them mm. okay. and that they're not marginalized as much as we are mm. well I mean they have a whole they kind of have a they're they kind of have a whole like system kind of set up to where it's I don't know it's a little it, like it's different it's just it different is. like you know from the outside mm-hmm. Looking in, we can tell that it's different, and it's mm-hmm. hard to like really state exactly what it exactly. is, mm-hmm. and that makes color. it that opens up the door for a lot of like gaslighting, like you know, y'all just uh, being like extra sensitive, and mm-hmm. you know, it's really the same for all of us. It's not the same. Um, yeah, it's not the same. It's mm-hmm. it's it's definitely an easier. A little bit easier. I'm not going to say it's like easy. It's not easy mm-hmm. to be, you know, it's not easy to be gay regardless of what color you have, you are. Mm-hmm. But to be black and gay, like we like have two minorities a whole, on top of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But even though, like, even within in the black gay community, it's still so much division. Mm-hmm. In the white gay community, I feel like you got the trans people and you got the the gay girls and then the gay guys. It's like they're all like they're they won. I, our gay community is so separated and divided it's like it, it don't make any sense like i'm like oh let's go to this club you know it's 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 trans night or whatever my my gay friends are like oh i mean going to no club with the trans i'm like but well, you're gay i mean we're, why can't we go level level up they got this night that's trans night what's, what's mm-hmm. wrong it's a good drink a good time uh-uh no i'm gonna go with the where is the buzzer? Exactly right. You know what you I'm are saying. Black. You are allowed to say. Yeah. It. You know, it's but still a battle. I don't. I don't say the word at all. But yes. So I don't know. That's because we're all living, living differently, living for something. Like we're trying to exist in a way that is, I guess, comfortable for each individual person. Whereas white gays they just want i don't want to like 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 make them small and to like their, yeah minimize their experience. their gayness to like mm-hmm. i can't i want to go say this word but i'm not going to say it mm-hmm. um minimize their their gayness you know but they when their gayness is it it, it feels like it's just like one note if you will exactly where we have like these different nuances mm-hmm. of of our gayness well, as people of color. I hear the the thing is also that it's just not it's just you see gay gay white culture is like 
the only thing that's shown on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. kind of expected. Like we know we all yeah. of the intricacies the and mm-hmm. everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And there are some mm-hmm. things that are different culturally mm-hmm. as a person of color. And I will say per- people of color just in general, mm-hmm. because there are differences in mm-hmm. all, um, sure. in all shades um, that you just don't normally see. Um, Do you think that makes it harder for, you know, black men and black women to come out? Black men, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, we, you know, if there were if there were more if there were more representation of us out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. probably would be a little and not the same of- and not the same same type of guy. Um, I know it's always like a big. He's either big. He's either big and feminine, (laughs) or skinny, loud and feminine. Mm. And like, there's no in between. There's no professional. You know, I mean, we are, but you don't see that on TV. So we're still waiting to see ourselves on TV. So like that representation would make it. And I swear, I'm (laughs) sick of seeing. I love mixed couples, but I don't want, I feel like it's being shoved down my throat. Yeah. Like every, yeah. now because being gay is so much more widespread and accepted, it's always, uh, it's always a mixed couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go on and on mm-hmm. and on about you know, sure our different gay experiences. But I remember the original question, you know, was helping Aaron, you know, to get out. Oh yeah, Aaron, did um, we help you? I hope <laughs> we have helped your experience. You know, I think um, we gave him a good ins and outs of coming yeah, out. Because yeah. you know, you know, we're running out of time, but I really want you to feel supported in your own coming out journey. It is going to be a yeah. journey for you, um, and support looks different in different areas. You know, so whether you get the support that you seek, just know you have support in us. You do. You do, do you guys have like some tips for him for coming out, like based on your own experiences? Take your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Create your own space. Create your own space, yes. That's that's a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, I would just echo what they said, you know. Um, yeah. I, I really have nothing else to add. Okay. I have you? literally nothing to add. I'm straight. <laughs> she's, she's an ally. Okay. Ally. On the, on the group. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, uh, I want to thank you all for watching. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And please, me. everyone, come to Philly this uh, this weekend. Come to Philly this weekend and join us for Philly Black Pride. I'm definitely going to that karaoke event. Oh, I'll be you there. Come. I want to come. You should come. <laughs> Yeah, come come meet meet. Actually, we, I'm, you, not, you, I'm not about to sing in front. Of, I'm yes. not about to sing in front of like yeah. a bunch of fabulous black gay men because I will get booed off the stage. But no, it's, it's a I've been problem. a couple times and it's like <laughs> it's good. I mean, there's people that can't sing, but I cannot sing. But it's but the, sing it's it's the nerve, you know. Have some liquid courage. I'll come out on Thursday. Pull me out. They'll sing along to Taylor Swift. They act like we act like we don't like no Taylor Swift. We like. Okay, we, yeah, but if I pull out the ten-minute version of Don't All we? Too Well, <laughs> like at the bar, <laughs> we got some Swifties in the audience. <laughs> um, and Tony's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, Give it a try. I'm like, Jerry, close this episode out. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she'd be surprised. Everybody knows the uh, short skirts and the t-shirt, like whatever that mm-hmm. song was. Everybody knows that song. So anyway, thank you all for watching. Please give us a like, subscribe, um, share this, comment, let us know what you thought. And until next time, if you have no one else, you got the rest.